On this episode of That One Movie Podcast, Holden, we are going to do spoiler reviews for lots of shows, lots of episodes of shows. First off, we're going to finish up our Ahsoka review. The season one finale of Ahsoka dropped, Mm -hmm. so we will take a look at that and see how do we feel about the season wrapping up. Are we good with those threads? Also, Holden, we're going to take a look at Gen B, episode four, uh, continuing on that. Can it keep the momentum of the strong start? And then finally, Holden, Loki is back for its second season. Talk about the first episode there as well. But beforehand, all right, first off, if you want to jump straight to those discussions, check out the time codes down in the description. They will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen those things, do not watch those yet. All right, mm-hmm. skip around them. However, beforehand, we are going to talk about the news from this week in the world of entertainment. Holden, what is on the docket for this week. So first we'll be covering the trailers for Silent Night and Priscilla, Jimmy. Oh. I'll be talking about potential season two for Ahsoka might be happening, sounds oh. like. And uh, we'll also be mentioning, uh, apparently they're making a cyberpunk movie. So Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, 2077. Yeah, just to be extra clear about that. So yes. if any of those discussions interest you again time codes down in the description whether you are on youtube or your podcast platform of choice uh with that being said i'm jimmy youthy i'm holden sutter and it's time for tom 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 that one movie podcast tom jimmy before we talk our tv shows let's do the toms Toms. Toms is the rapid fire segment in which we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, mm-hmm. Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, we did it. It was close. I feel like if I could be a little bit more seamless from the Brokaw to Bombadil transition. Brokaw's like if I had one, Brokaw's oh, yeah, Bombadil's the lowest, and then while I'm it's holding the closest up, we've been while I'm holding up Bombadil, I swatch it, switch out Brokaw yeah, for Bergeron. You be constantly rotating and what, boom. what hand it's in, so and then there we go. The next one, audio only listeners get some of that good ASMR action into your yeah. ears. <laughs> um, trailers holding first off, Silent Night, Silent Night, not to be confused with Violent Night, yes, which came out last year. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, which one of these is going to be the better movie? Violent Night was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Here we have Silent Night. Of course, this is directed by John Woo, mm-hmm. famous, legendary um, director of action movies. Um, trailer doesn't let you forget that. No. <laughs> it is a lot about like, hey, John Woo, he's great. Remember how cool John Woo's action movies are? I didn't realize this is the first English language movie he's directed since Mission Impossible 2. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, what That's else crazy. has he done in Hollywood lately? Yeah, nothing since then. Um, And Mission Impossible 2. Wow, that's the worst one. It is the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen like his one of his other big Hollywood movies, though, is Face Off, which I think is very funny and very entertaining. Like that, that movie I think it has a cult status for a reason much better than Mission Impossible 2. Wow. So. There we go. 
It should be called Mission Impossible. Woo. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but look, so the premise from the trailer is this guy's kid dies. Yeah. And then he wants revenge. He's planning on killing everybody on Christmas Eve, which is hilarious in the trailer. Mm-hmm. when it's like December 24th on his calendar. Kill them all. Kill them all on his <laughs> nice calendar. They do the invincible thing with the uh, titles where more blood shows up mm-hmm. progressively. The thing that I didn't know watching this trailer until I was reading more about it is apparently there's no dialogue oh. in this movie. And that's the really? main reason I wanted to talk about it. Cause we okay. did see this in the, tr- in the theater. It was like, yeah, it looks before it looks the fine. saw before I saw X screening. Yeah. yeah. But apparently like aside from maybe some like backgrounds, like radio chatter and stuff, there's no dialogue in this movie. Really? Yeah. So, you I, know, well maybe he's like <laughs> Bumblebee and he only uses the radio to talk. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be smart. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> My dummy gun don't like you. Merry oh, Christmas, yeah. you filthy animal. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. No, uh, so it's starring Joel Kinnaman, who's Rick Flag in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, Discount Alexander Skarsgård. They do look very similar. I, yeah. the, when the trailer first started, I thought he was Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, okay. And then I was disappointed <laughs> that he wasn't. Although Rick Flagg actor, I mean, he does a good job as Rick Flagg. Don't mm. know him from anything else. Yeah, the the action in this trailer, it looks a, quite a bit of fun. Very over the top from uh, at least the the two Hollywood John Woo movies I've seen. Uh, very similar in that regard. Um, I don't know. What else do you think? I just, I'm like, they got to lean into the cartoonishness of this. Some mm-hmm. of it, I mean, a lot of it is done for real, but then there's also things that are very CGI. Yeah, yeah. And so lean into it. Um, I don't know. It's it is very John Wickian that it's like just very simple revenge quest story thing. Mm-hmm. Except it's not his dog; it's his child. Yeah. So you know, less empathy from me there. You mm-hmm. know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um. So we'll see how it is. I I it's on the radar. It's not mm-hmm. a must watch for me. It's like yeah. Let's see what people say about it. So for that reason, Holden, I'm gonna pick up my Tom Bergeron. Yeah, I will give it. Uh, I'll give it a Bergeron as well. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm interested to see the the fact that it's like no dialogue does make it more interesting to me. Um, and apparently that's like in the trailer. Like he when he gets shot, he like loses his voice. That's like the thing. Oh, I see. So I see. that's why there's like the thing on his throat. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we'll see. If it's and then though. they put in one of those car radios right here. Yeah. Yeah. What do they call those? Uh, like a CB radio? Yeah. Like a trucker? Yeah, no, but or? they like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. The, the thing that you can take out of the car, like the console. No, not the console. Stereo? Stereo. I don't know. There's or, a word. Yeah. That's okay. That's We're okay. extremely intelligent car people. We are. We know a lot about cars. Next trailer, Holden, is Priscilla. Priscilla, yes. Pr- uh, as in Priscilla Presley or Priscilla Bovier. What's her name? Yeah, Bovier. Something, like. something like that. Um. But anyway, she. This is a biopic about Priscilla Presley, um, directed by Sofia Coppola, um, and yeah, it seems to be. I mean, obviously, more of her side of things. We just got the Elvis movie last year, and whatever. Uh, seems to be taking a more critical look at that relationship, um, more in yeah. depth. Um, apparently, uh, so I'm not entirely sure how it all works out. I've seen that Priscilla Presley is supposedly an executive producer on this. I've also seen that the she's Pres- still alive. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I've also seen that um, the Elvis Presley estate itself doesn't like this movie and so did not grant any rights to any of his music for this movie. So there's probably not going to be any, any Elvis music in it. 
So I don't really know how that all works out. Ain't I nothing f- but a hound dog. <laughs> Elvis stole this song from someone else. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I, I think it is. It's going to be more critical at that. At looking at at least Elvis as a person. So I don't know the it. It's been getting a lot of good buzz around festivals, especially for performance wise. So it might be something to be looking for, especially come award season. It'd be hilarious if the guy who played Elvis won Best Supporting Actor. That would be really funny. He's uh, <laughs> over Austin <laughs> Butler, played by he's Jacob Elordi, who is in um, uh, Euphoria, and oh. he's very good in that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think of the trailer? Well, uh, I thought it was. I did not like how they, uh, you know, represented, represented. me. Oh, I didn't. Elvis, I didn't, I didn't like realize that. we had Elvis. I well, guess the, you know, the rumors are true. He never really died. I, yeah, He's no. been here in Jimmy's apartment. Yeah, no, I, I got off that toilet. And uh, I flushed it, and I, I even washed my hands. Good job. Yeah. Just been hanging out since? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> oh, wait, he, uh, he already walked out already. Yeah, listen. Yeah, well, I, you must have made was, him feel bad. It was pretty, pretty rude of Elvis to just come in and say, I was asking you what you thought of the oh, trailer. Oh, yeah, well, what? you know, he kind of <laughs> stepped over me, but it is Elvis. So. Yeah, that's true. What do you think? I thought, it's again, put it on the radar. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, I've already seen one Elvis movie in the last 20 years. That's enough for me. <laughs> so maybe 20 years from now, I'll watch this Bergeron. It's like, for me, it's almost like Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Like, mm. I'm sure it's a, like, <laughs> this movie could be fantastic. I'll watch it in 10 years when I get around to it. What if it's a Best Picture nominee? Oh, then I have to watch it, don't I, Holden? Yeah. Just like the last one. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Just like the last one. It could be. Um, I could also see this just being a actor nominated, uh, film. Yeah. Um, I'll give it a Brokaw cause I think it looks pretty good. Uh, good director and cast attached. Um, I'm very interested in the concept of this kind of more critical look at these people and yeah, so I'll probably watch it at some point. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Holden Ahsoka season two. What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, so according to deadline, uh, Ahsoka season two may actually be coming before the air to the empire movie. Uh, This is their quote. Some fans have speculated that that Dave Filoni's standalone feature film, which will be a culmination of his Disney plus Lucasfilm universe of the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka, etc., centers around Thrawn, and that is is poised to be next. However, we hear that Ahsoka season two is more of a reality in this conversation, but nothing is locked yet. Tonight, there were no play cards teasing that Ahsoka would return in the immediate future. Naturally, the ending WGA strike and the ongoing actor strike has put off the production for some time. Wow. Um, okay. So there's an heir to the empire movie mm-hmm. and they make Ahsoka season two. Yeah. Then it's filler. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Like, like it's like, okay, we are not going to conclude these storylines. This is filler. It's yeah. I don't see what they could possibly <laughs> do with this storyline that wouldn't just be what they're going to do in this movie. Like, well, okay. With how this, how this series ends, I guess, or season rather. Yeah. I almost would have rather have just seen them just combine Ahsoka and the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. If they're going to combine them anyway, just they, like Ahsoka season one should have just been Mandalorian season three. In my opinion, like, well, yeah, like, well, well uh, Moff Gideon maybe gets involved with Thrawn some way. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, if you're going to combine these stories anyway, get rid of all the stuff I don't care about in Ahsoka. Get rid of all the stuff I don't care about the Mandalorian. Actually, like, build to this story. Just make a show that's, like... Instead of, like, these little filler storylines leading up to 
just the inevitable Thrawn. Just have a season of a show that's that's just called uh, Dave Filoni Show, uh, and then Filoni Sandwich. Filoni Sandwich. You know, put in put in the Mandalorian stuff, Ahsoka stuff. I'm not sure that would work personally for me because I feel like that would be way too many characters. But I do agree. That well, that's what I'm saying. Like, those are your characters, and yeah. you don't bring back. Sabine and Ezra, but okay, again, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, if we don't, then, <laughs> if we did or, or, that, here's this: you could just call this Rebels 2.0, and then Mando season four is Thrawn coming back, and all. I, I mean, whatever, it's fine. I don't hate Ahsoka. We'll talk about the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like if they're gonna make a second season in it, season of it, and they're gonna make a Thrawn movie, it's like, I, <laughs> what justifies making it other than like I guess they're gonna develop Sabine and Ahsoka and Ezra yeah. more, but I I I don't know. I don't really It either seems like it's going to be all filler or it's going to be really boring or both. Like don't get me wrong, I'd love it I'd love to be able to fall in love more with Sabine and Ezra and everything. But if it's just a, a show where it's just them training and stuff, like preparing for Thrawn, it's like I don't, okay, it ha- I don't if, know. If you're gonna be okay, if you're gonna have like quote unquote plot filler because like you can justify plot filler if you have really meaningful character development Mm -hmm. and I think you could look at like I love Better Call Saul like is Better Call Saul this like perfect build up from beginning to conclusion it's like no there are storylines in the middle that have nothing to do with how it ends other than like developing those characters yeah so you could do a a, a thing like that where you are really developing those relationships, but it needs to be very good. Mm-hmm. And the, the little B plot that you make up has to be very entertaining. Yeah. And if it's not, then it's just boring and dull and it's comes across as pointless. Yes. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Seems like making it for the sake of making it rather than, Hey, we have these ideas to push these characters and really understand them to their core. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, with that being said, I just don't, having not seen Rebels, I just don't really care about these characters still. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at, too. I don't know. I just... Great I, if you like Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. I I would rather them just get to the movie, have them finish up what they're doing, and then have everyone go their separate ways. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, Holden, you are a hater. You hate Star I'm Wars. <laughs> I'm going to go Bergeron. I, I'm skeptical that this is a good... I, I mean... Actually. Really understand the characters. Holden's a hater. He's going bombed <laughs> over there. Make it just make it compelling. Don't make it so boring. And how about just make it a little bit more uh, exciting to watch, in my opinion. Um, and if you're going to do a slower character-based study thing, make it more compelling than what we've gotten, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, but that is someone who has not seen Rebels, so maybe uh, that's just a... a limited viewpoint on that if you love ahsoka awesome jealous uh yeah i'm just a bombadil because i'm a hater so yeah holden's a hater all right (laughs) right. guillermo del toro frankenstein update olden yeah uh so this frankenstein movie which we've talked about a few times before uh christoph waltz has joined the cast hans landa yes the dentist from django yes and uh other things and other things he's very good uh, but he's joining uh, the already announced Oscar Isaac, Mia Goth, and Andrew Garfield for quite the stacked cast, I would say. Uh, and it's apparently going to be filming in February. This is exciting. I'm getting more interested in this movie, especially with this cast. So mm-hmm. I shall go Broca as well. Holden, that's a bingo. 
Why? Why is that a bingo? That's what he. That's what Hans Landis says. Oh, I've only seen that movie once. You've so. only seen that movie once. I'm Holden? pretty sure I've told you. I'm pretty sure I told you that like two We're weeks ago. You had the same <laughs> same reaction. What? Holden Holden only seeing Inglorious Bastards once is a bombadil. I'll give it a bombadil too. I just haven't gotten go. around to it. That was a movie that I just absolutely fell in love with the second time I watched it. Okay. I, I haven't I seen it, it in time. like five years at least, so we should watch it. Holden and Emily's never seen it other than oh, the perfect. first scene that I think she's seen like three times because it's okay. my favorite scene from any movie ever. <laughs> Have nice. you seen the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards? What? I w- I've watched it. Oh, yeah. Duh. You've <laughs> seen it once. <laughs> what? <Shh>. Holden. <laughs> what, are you, what are you going on about, Shh. Jimmy? Holden. <laughs> Hey, future self, cut that out in the edit. Make Holden look like an idiot. Oh yeah, Holden, I can't believe you said that. You, I just, I you just exclaimed imbecile. that out of nowhere. Yeah, Holden, <laughs> I've seen you. The movie, Jimmy. <laughs> I, I know, Holden. I was listening to you and comprehending what you were saying and being intelligent throughout that entire conversation. Holden, you have not played Cyberpunk 2077. No, I have not played Cyberpunk 2077. Apparently, good now. Yeah, I've I've honestly been interested in trying it out since that new DLC came out because apparently it, it's really good and fixes a lot about the game. And it's called Phantom Liberty, which yeah. is very cool sounding. The and there is like this whole thing, and this this is off topic from what our actual topic is, but there's there was this whole thing when the DLC came out where like the trailers, Idris Elba's like catchphrase was the game is fixed. and so people were taking that as like double meaning for like literally in the story whatever he's saying and also just the game being fixed now i thought that was funny anyway uh cyberpunk 2077 there's apparently a movie in development uh cd project red the developer of the game has teamed up with global media company anonymous content to bring the game to live action it's apparently going to feature a new story set within the world of the game so it's not going to be based off of like the game's storyline but in that same world i well isn't the story of that game kind of the the thing holding it back but i, I don't mean, know <laughs> i really don't I don't, know. I don't know i feel i felt like it was just like the bugs and stuff yeah i feel like people really like at least the world and stuff like yeah. there's a lot of cool characters and whatnot the world Keanu seems kind of cool i'm going bird run keep it on the radar is it yeah uh did you say it was animated live action live action live action that's cool. I mean, yeah. I like cyberpunk aesthetic. I mean, Blade Runner is cool, one of the coolest looking movies ever. Yeah, I agree. Um, both of them. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, cool. Bergeron. Bergeron for me as well. Um, Jimmy, apparently a Spider-Man movie I didn't even know was happening is no longer happening. Oh, man. <laughs> Silver <laughs> Sable. Uh, based on the Spider-Man character of the same name. Uh, Lindsay Anderson Beer, a writer that was formerly attached to the project, says that she had to leave it due to delays and it's not moving forward as far as she's aware. Are you disappointed about this, Jimmy? No, I'm not. I am <laughs> not disappointed. Uh, remember when she shows up in Spider-Man Marvel, the yeah. PS4 one? She's in the DLC too. Yeah. I don't I don't really care. Brokaw, <laughs> that it's not happening. We didn't even know what was happening, Holden. Yeah, I thought it was just funny that that was something we weren't even aware of. I know um, you're craving a Silver Sable movie. I, my favorite Marvel character, Silver <laughs> Sable. Can't. Yeah, I'm. I'm very disappointed. Uh, and then this last piece of uh, best uh, for last, uh, best for last was just this little funny thing I saw when I was looking up the news. So apparently there was originally a scene in Saw X. It was deleted before they were filming, so we don't. We're not going to get it on like a a Blu-ray or okay, anything. So like, cut from the script. Cut from the script. I okay. should say. Yeah. Um, but apparently 
It was going to include a flashback to around Saw 6, where John has put someone in a piranha. 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 Which... If you didn't listen to our Saw retrospectives, first of all, go back and listen to them. They're, They're incredible. They're very Literally, fun. maybe my favorite episodes we've ever done. They're very Saw good. 1 through 4 retrospective, Saw 5 through Jigsaw retrospective, and then our Saw X We just review. do not shut up for two hours. We love them. <laughs> we love them. Check them out. I cannot uh, recommend them enough. But anyways, in Saw 6, there's like this weird moment that we we mentioned where John's in this guy's office just like looking at this fish tank full of piranhas and he just says, piranha, piranha. It's really funny. It's just like out of nowhere. And apparently they were going to like call back to that and have someone who worked for that guy, uh, the the insurance guy in Saw 6, like he was going to be in a piranha trap. And it's it was kind of un, it, unclear as to how it's connected to like the larger story of Saw X because... Um, it, what was essentially shared was one of the writers like showing a screenshot of like one of the old scripts. So we didn't get full context or anything, but that sounds hilarious. That I is wish hilarious. they would have kept that. Yeah. But like <laughs> from a timeline standpoint, he didn't set up the saw six game. That's so, true. Well, yeah, Hoffman? I guess. Well, Hoffman? I guess maybe it was like little saw 11, uh, opening trap for Hoffman. Or I guess maybe like what I would have taken it as maybe not, maybe it's not necessarily a flashback to saw six or whatever, but it's like, cause obviously he would have met that guy by now, the insurance guy. So he just takes out revenge on one of the guys right then or something. I don't know. It wouldn't have made much sense. <laughs> no, it but, doesn't make any sense. Hold on. Neither but that's movies, almost so. almost like the beauty of it. <laughs> Brokaw. I mean, well, Brokaw to know that this existed at some point. Yeah, this is this is I'm glad Let's they called it. back to that very release the piranha trap. Release the piranha trap. Piranha. <laughs> the piranha cut. Um my sister-in-law got married this weekend. Shout out to David and Grace. Congratulations. Shout out, if yeah. you're listening to this, they listen <laughs> to the pod from time to time. Nice. I had a uh uh relative um on my wife's side come up to me. Says why? Why do you like? Why do you like the Saw movies so much? What is your with your fascination of these? And I'm like, it's hard to put into words, but they're incredible. Yeah, they're, and I is. said the closest thing I can compare it to is like Fast and Furious. Like, yeah, it's just it's like very similar. Except it's regard. just they're more they're just shorter and more entertaining, mm-hmm. more easily digestible from at least like a time you know perspective. It's also like probably easier to like throw up, you know, too. Like yeah, to digest, maybe, but then maybe to regurgitate. Yeah, maybe almost less, like harder to digest in that way, <laughs> but <laughs> harder to keep things down. Easier going in, harder to keep it down. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Holden, that wraps up the Toms this week, which means it is time to dive into our spoiler discussion of the season one finale of Ahsoka. Yes. All right, uh, Soka season one finale titled The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Is it actually called? That? No, it's, it is something it's like that. Something isn't it? the Witch and the it, Warlord. The Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord. Yeah. Very, very clever. Yeah. Very funny. Put that in your Filoni sandwich, Holden. <laughs> All right. Um, or, uh, I guess what, what do we start with? What this? do we start with? I got, got you got notes, I've got so notes. Can... I've also got it pulled up here on Disney Plus to scrub through. Oh, okay. Um, gee whiz, if Disney Plus loads for me, they got. Well, first off, um, is what is this? What is this? Ezra back? No, this is the first episode. What is happening? 
Disney Plus. What are you doing <laughs> to me? I'm like, Ezra doesn't come back yet. That's not this episode. Um, well, the first note I have is bad CGI fire sword. So it, yeah, that did does, look pretty bad. Well, it looks better as it goes on. It looks but better as it, it goes when on. When it first comes, it's like, yeah, it's pretty silly looking. So that's how this starts. Uh, Morgan Elizabeth is promoted by the, the Dathomir gir- mm, girls, the, the, sis- sisters. the sisters of fate from Greek mythology, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? You deserve a promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now not monetary, not in the budget this year, not in this economy. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boy, ever since that new, rep- that woke new Republic took came over. Yeah. You know, right. For real. And uh, without that stability, the empire, um, uh, you know, monetary improvement, but we will turn your eyes black. You'll get some pretty sweet makeup. <laughs> you'll, get some and tattoos. you'll get this sword. Yeah. Which she's, is yeah. it explained? Do they just give her the sword? I don't remember them. Well, like, she saying. just dies. So does yeah. it really matter? Yeah, They're sure. like, we. you need something cool to fight Ahsoka with at the end of the episode and, and get killed with. So, so let's have this, this lady. Can't wait for the Mandalorian to also have this sword at some point. You think um, that's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> they. It's. It, I mean, it is a cool idea. Uh, there's the shot of Thrawn. That, the shot of Thrawn <laughs> with the... Shot of Thrawn. The shot of Thrawn with the TIE fighters going behind him is pretty cool. When he's like, yeah, that's disperse, dispense two fire, two TIE fighters to the Jedi oh, or whatever. Yeah, I right. love that conversation because he's like, I will never underestimate a Jedi. And he's like, <laughs> dispense two TIE well, fighters yeah, to go take two him of them over there. That should be enough. <laughs> but the shot of him like it going out, that's a pretty cool that shot. Like cool. they definitely storyboarded that from the beginning. Um, cool. Then my note literally says, never underestimate the Jedi. And then in parentheses, sent two five two fighters. <laughs> um, gosh, when the, so they're racing in to try to get into the tower, right? Is that the next thing here? Um, no, the Ezra makes his new lightsaber. Yeah, which is that's a and lot Hu of fun. Yang's like that's not how you make a lightsaber. He's like, oh yeah, and he ignites and he's like, oh, I guess that's how you make a lightsaber because that's the same <laughs> way that other guy from Rebels did it. And he's like, yeah. yep, that's cool. I love I love that guy from Rebels that I've never seen. And then Ahsoka goes, you know what? You were right, Sabine. <laughs> this is the thing. And I'm like ripping the hair out of my head. Like, this is the She's, exact her, thing her, that we her, did said. Do not do this in the final episode. Her her uh, lion or, or whatever her lines is literally just like, oh, my gamble paid off. I'm like, why are you okay with this? I'm like, first off... <laughs> Outcome yet to be determined. Yeah. Like Thrawn needs to be six feet under or and, just pulverized and I would before argue you can make that call. Absolutely not paid off. <laughs> or not it did not pay off. No. <laughs> yeah. That is just like calling the game before it has ended. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know what? We scored a touchdown on the first possession. I think we got it, guys. I think we won this one. It's like, no, they're, they're, you have the entire rest of the game to play. Mm-hmm. Um so, I totally know what that means. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, boy, I just was wanted to bang my head against a wall. Yeah. For I, that. No, I, I, I was thinking about the whole time. I was like, God, Jimmy's probably hating this right now. I hate Jeez. it, too. It, it is. It's just annoying that Ahsoka's just okay with it. She's just like, you know what? You you learned your lesson. You learned your lesson. Even I, lear- I don't. I, I don't don't know how you would think that she's like you know what i was too hard on you you are right i'll be here no matter what no consequences for your stupidity Mm -hmm. golly makes me upset um gold face trooper does nothing (laughs) 
<laughs> he, he I really saw, does. I saw. That's I saw a good point. A uh, there, I, a tweet. I don't. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't credit it. But it was something like uh, Enoch joins the the distinguished ranks of the likes of like Captain Phasma <laughs> and other cool looking troopers that do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Captain Phasma at least does something. Yeah, it does a little fight. But I mean, I'm sure Enoch will do something at some point. But uh, yeah, so I don't, uh, I don't know. Also, like, why exactly are they not leaving yet? I don't know. Whatever. So they come, and for some, I don't know. The Force is why they're not just obliterated by the Star Destroyer, Star Destroyer laser ion cannons, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, because I mean, those I mean, just there's no way there's no way like <laughs> the force. Great. I guess that's why they made it plot convenience. The force um, CGI look, explosions look bad. I they agree. just don't. They, I noticed they're that not. That's not how fire looks like <laughs> if those were like to look realistic. Every time it would hit the screen would just be like bl- blown out. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because the explosions are like blown out. But the rest of the image is not. Yeah. And they went for like this desaturated, like Rogue One look. And I guess maybe you could check it off to like a, or write it off as a stylistic choice. Mm -hmm. But like, it would just be so much more immersive if it looked real. There's no sense of danger. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, clearly this is all just CGI and they're going to make it. Mm -hmm. So there we go. I mean, look. I'm coming off very harsh on this, and we are going to come off very harsh on this. This is fine. Like, it's it's fine if you liked it. It's, like, I could see people enjoying this, liking mm-hmm. this. I just think that I wish we just had more mature Star Wars that made, that it wasn't like you had to turn your brain off to enjoy it. Yeah. And, it, it, yeah. And it's hard to, I mean, we keep mentioning it, but it, it's hard to just get over how little I care about any of these characters anything that's happening everything is so just based off of prior uh, people prior carrying these characters mm-hmm. um which is why we've talked about like Balin's skull being like favorites and whatnot because they they actually have to write good things for those characters because they're new <laughs> <laughs> we don't they don't have to rely on, on nostalgia and prior knowledge speaking of not in this not in this episode not in this at all i didn't realize also that um Gosh, um, what's the actor's name? Uh, it's yeah, it's something Stevenson or something. Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson. He's the main guy in Rome. I was like, this guy oh. looks so familiar. I watched like the first four episodes of Rome. Should go oh, back and go. watch it. But I was like, that's what he's from. Um, he's in the such a Punisher shame. movie that's really bad but very funny. It's just such a shame because he absolutely killed it in this role and we will not get to see him conclude it. I know. Uh, it makes me think they're going to recast it, right? They have to. Like, they have to do it. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't just leave that character. Like, you literally it's built just, up this entire thing. And yeah. Just, no. <laughs> Which is strange. But, yeah, I don't... I mean, it's a shame that Ray Stevenson won't be able to finish it, but yeah, he was great this season. Yeah. Or even in this last episode where he just stands on a rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I hope that whoever they get next will be able to bring at least, you know, 80% of the presence that Ray Stevenson had. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a, a shame. Uh, so they have these fights with the stormtroopers. Look, cool. Zombie stormtroopers, great. Why don't they just dismember them? Yeah, there's no dismembering. <laughs> like, 
That would they, be the, that would be Ahsoka, so easy. Ahsoka's been playing Jedi Fallen Order or <laughs> Survivor, whatever, and there's just uh, and then they just all come back up because I don't know. It's a it's okay to kill someone, but don't cut their arm off. Yeah, I guess the Jedi's never done that before. But like, like even if there's that weird like content thing where it's like, oh, we don't want our heroes to be dismembering. Like, they're zombies. Remember like, when that Obi-Wan just chopped that guy's arm off? That's true. Yeah. But Mace Windu cut a guy's head off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's so weird to me. They, they, it's like just clearly a plot hole in this episode. That, uh, there's no dismembering. That would be an easy way to at least slow these zombie troopers down, cut off their legs or whatever, cut off their arms. But there's none of that. It's so stupid. I like the idea of the zombie troopers, but I mean, come on. Yeah. They're not really, they're not realistically a threat. Not without, again, there's just no sense of danger Mm -hmm. whatsoever. And then they just shut a bunch of doors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they do. (laughs) They just shut a bunch of doors. Um, I put that decapitation, LOL. When she does like cut one of their heads off, it's like behind a pillar. Like the camera moves, like she goes to swing, and then it's like it goes behind the pillar, and then you see like the head roll off. Oh, hilarious. Can't watch that. Um, I don't think the fight choreography in this episode is very good. I mean, when they're standing there just deflecting the bolt, the blaster bolts is just. That's it. They look so bored. It's so lame. (laughs) It's so lame. I would even argue like. When when you have Ahsoka versus uh, Morgan later, it feels it feels very staged. There's a lot of there's a lot of points where I'm like it, it feels it, like Ahsoka is like pulling back for no like just to get to the next part. There's mm-hmm. yeah, it felt very unnatural to me. But I thought that fight was better. Um, but then again, like the the troopers just don't shoot; they yeah. just stand there and and watch. Yeah, <laughs> don't help. <laughs> yeah. Which cool honor, I guess. I don't know, but it's not like they've established these people as super highly honorable Jon Snow characters, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> um, oh my gosh, Holman, you're not going to believe this, but Sabine used the force. No way. Who Unbelievable. I Incredible. Cannot, I Who could have seen this coming? I cannot for the life of me understand why Ezra trusted her to do that. Oh, well, I'm just talking about when she even just grabbed her oh, yeah, lightsaber yeah, that, that, that and did too. the little Ray Kylo Ren trick. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that death. And then and then all of a sudden, like that just took all of her abilities. And then she's like, you know what, Ezra? I bet I could launch you a thousand <laughs> yeah. feet into a star <laughs> destroyer. Force push you. Ezra's all that like way. F no, <laughs> F no. No, thank you. I would rather be stranded on this desolate planet than plunge ten thousand feet off this tower. I don't blame him. <laughs> I my goodness. That was so dumb. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. Like Sabine did not have a natural like like arc, at least in regards to her power or anything in this show. It didn't make any sense. She's been bad pretty much this entire show. And, and like, then, why should she be any better? Yeah, there's no, re- like, there <laughs> there was the line earlier in the episode where, where Ahsoka's like, have you been keeping up with your training? And she's like, oh, I've been trying. I'm like, when? I'm like, that's when, what I was. When, <laughs> when have you had time? When have you been doing that? <laughs> when she was in that one room on that, the Eye of Scion, yeah, or whatever they called it. <laughs> yeah, the Eye of Scion. I think that is the name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look again, we're, we're pulling this apart. Um, it's fine. 
it's fine. I honestly think it's fine. If you like Rebels, I hope you like it. Um, but boy, I do not think it holds up if you have not seen Rebels. Absolutely not. I do not think this show stands on its own. No. Um, Despite what they try to But if you, you enjoy it, I'm jealous. I, I do not go out looking to pull things apart. It's just uh, where we're at. I do. I came in wanting well, to get Yeah, this Holden's show. a... I'm a hater. <laughs> he's a, he's a little sadistic little booger. <laughs> um, no, I would, I did want to like the show because it was literally like my third most anticipated show of the year. Oh, something really? like that. Yeah, if I pull it up, I was looking forward to this. I really liked the character of Ahsoka a lot. Mm-hmm. And going back to those final, you know, four episodes of Clone Wars or whatever, she's great in that. That those episodes are great. Mm-hmm. And I just am like, oh my gosh, this does not not live up to those things in my opinion i'm not sure if i'm going to find okay ma- most anticipated 2023 Let's see. i've got tv shows oh i guess it's number six so i have it behind the last of us mando season three gen v succession season four loki season two and then ahsoka but okay. i mean like the things it's behind that was really yeah yeah that makes sense placement wise but i think i had it higher at one point and then i okay. moved it down but um that was probably after, like post Obi Wan, <laughs> being a disappointment. You're like, oh, okay, let's move this down. But uh, yeah, it's just it's a bummer because I think Ahsoka is a really fascinating character. Mm-hmm. She has this connection with Anakin Skywalker, which <laughs> just at the end of the episode, he's what just is there. He he's just, <laughs> just hanging out. Wait a second, I feel something. <laughs> oh yeah, that's my uh my master who just you know committed mass like genocide of people. That's just his presence. He's just hanging out. God, don't give me. He doesn't do anything. Like literally, Sabine does the exact same thing that Anakin Skywalker did. Mm-hmm. And Ahsoka's You're like, right. great idea, Sabine. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Maybe that's why she was so powerful. Then she she uh went to, like use dark side powers there oh. but they do kind of set her up as like uh, uh like hu yang or whatever it's like oh she's dangerous or something yeah i don't know we'll Boy. see if that goes anywhere probably not if i'm being honest um um like yeah dark so side ray they mm. uh they get left on the planet well morgan elsbeth just dies morgan elsbeth she's dies. just there to just die yep in a fight on top of that tower mm-hmm um. <laughs> okay, Ezra. Okay, yeah, Ezra. I, like, I agree with okay, this. I have a note here. <laughs> okay, I'll explain. This. So we have the scene where Ezra lands, and then it's uh, Hera. Great character. Great character. Not did, completely did so worthless much. and and just did so stupid. Much for this series. Uh, Hera's like, oh my gosh, there's a stormtrooper landing on our ship. I have here. Take off the stormtrooper outfit before you land. Yeah, <laughs> there, like, there's a solid at least the helmet. Yeah, <laughs> there's like he walks literally like twenty yards off the ship. There's a non-zero chance that if he walks out off there with the stormtrooper outfit, he's just gonna get shot. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's. I mean, literally the first step of the episode of the season, these two Jedi came and killed everybody. Yeah, like, you don't think right. they would be on edge? Like Gee whiz, that was, TSA security check yeah. thing. Take your, you don't even have to take the whole thing off. Just take the helmet off. Mm-hmm. Just beep, beep, beep. Hello, this is Ezra coming in. I'm landing <laughs> on your ship. I'm alive again. Yeah. Instead of just land, like somehow getting and landing without yeah. any clearance. The first or episode, they're like, who are you? What's your clearance? Oh, we're two Jedi. And they're like, oh, okay. Sounds legit. Yeah, that's true. They, 
literally <laughs> it contradicts what was earlier in the season. Again, so. it's fine. You just have to turn your brain off. It'd mm-hmm. be nice if you didn't have to turn your brain off to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like a, it's a good kids show, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> That's too bad. Uh, here, I'm glad that Balin and Shin did nothing. Shin did nothing. Yeah, they really so Shin's just with the bandits now. Yeah, Balin's hanging out. He's looking for the kingdom of the crystal skull. The I okay, so I don't it's been a while since I've seen it, but the statues that he's standing on are characters from Clone Wars. They are. Yeah, cool. they're the gods of Mortis, which if I I could be completely wrong if I'm saying this, but I'm pretty sure they're like they're gods on this like random planet that Anakin I think crashes on it in like a set of episodes and they're like gods that control like the different aspects of the force. So there's a son and a daughter, the son being dark side daughter being light side. And then the father's kind of both. And there's this whole weird conflict. It honestly is a pretty good set Hmm. of episodes for the show, but I don't really understand the significance of those statues being that, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. I thought he was going to the mines of Moria. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got those. Yeah. Mountains. Yeah. (laughs) far <laughs> from Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring um, yeah that's whatever cool what, would have been great to see that this season yeah <laughs> <What is that? laughs> good thing we got that whole side arc with Hera being in trouble Yeah, that was sure interesting <laughs> that, that sure went somewhere <laughs> I'm C three PO. I was literally right. Like there, there was no. The only payoff was C three PO and uh, Leia name drop. That was all that was accomplished with that side plot. Yeah, but Holden, if you didn't, if Hera wasn't in this show, then you wouldn't have been able to see Jason. Oh yeah, the best character, Jason. Yeah, good old Jason and Morgan <laughs> Chopper. <laughs> you know, Chopper pretty funny. Yeah, don't Chopper's say a cute don't little, say anything okay. about my guy. Chopper's Chopper. a cute little droid, but. <laughs> There's not much more beyond that. You want to go, bro? You want to go, bro? I want to go, bro? Chopper could, Chopper could uh, mess you up. Holden. Taking uh, Chopper in the 1v1. But honestly, um, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, I would argue that uh, everyone is just in a worse position uh, because of Sabine's decision. Um, literally the only except thing... Except Ezra. That, except Ezra's, Ezra escapes. That's the only good thing, but it's like... Could have gotten shot, lose, though. Yeah, that's true. You lose... Ahsoka and Sabine, you gain Ezra, but also Thrawn's back. <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems pretty not great. Yeah. That's not a good deal. No deal, Howie. No deal. Do, 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 do. They, uh, Thrawn, they, they end up at Dathomir. Yeah. Cool. I know that. That was in the game I played. Yeah. Remember this? <laughs> I remember, remember that. all those witches. <laughs> um, yeah, I have Ahsoka's fine with Sabine's decision. Vomit emoji. Anakin, Anakin is there. there. <laughs> cool. So funny. Uh, here I have again faster, more energy, which is what George Lucas said on the set of A New Hope, the original um, Star Wars. Because my goodness, once again, the direction of this episode is just so boring. It is just mm-hmm. uninspired. It and is. Rick Fumi, how do you, what's his name? Fumi Yiwa. Yiwa. He's directed some good episodes of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't. I don't like this. He was uh he was one of the many directors originally attached to the Flash way back in yeah. 2016. <laughs> wow. But um I I I stand by that I think uh 
the penultimate episode. Episode seven is the best directed, not necessarily the best episode, but just the best directed mm-hmm. and paced. This one again is slow and just not, it's not boring. It's just like there's no intensity. Yeah. It's, or it's lacking intensity. See, I kind of found it boring personally. It, it, there is a lot going on, but you know, like you can, you can predict where everything is going to end up pretty easily. And it doesn't even have, you know, the Balin skull that we keep, you know, going back to as a positive in other episodes. We don't we don't have that little moment of him saying something he looks off profound. a cliff. Yeah, he looks <laughs> off a cliff. Doesn't even have a line in this episode. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just and not that this this would be something incredibly difficult to direct as well. There's a yeah. lot of things going on. There's a lot of I mean, just CGI set piece, action sequences, a lot of geography to to contend with, mm-hmm. and storylines you're bouncing between. So, I just filming in the volume seems like a nightmare. At least, at maybe even from like an actor perspective, like it seems very difficult. <laughs> well, you, like you no, would think that it would be more streamlined. Yeah, I don't know. It's, and how much of this was in the volume? How much of it was like an actual? set for some of these things i would think that some of these things would be an actual set yeah i mean the stuff in the wilderness is just in the volume yeah i think a lot of a lot of the stuff in this episode is is volume but it is hard to tell which is kind of good i guess yeah it wasn't distracting no but it's just like it it just was very mediocre mm-hmm. which is a shame because I think Thrawn's an interesting character in premise. I think Ahsoka's a very interesting character. I I don't think Sabine and Ezra are all that interesting or have that great of chemistry from this, but uh, from what I could tell on like Star Wars Reddit, people were saying Sabine is much more interesting in, in Rebels, at least. I could see that. Um, it's just it's too bad because I think the pieces were there, and I think ultimately we got a product that is fine. Um, I think... People who like Rebels will find it entertaining, but did not win me over as a kind of more neutral. Yeah. No, I'm I'm in the exact same boat. I honestly, I made a comparison a couple, uh, maybe like more for the sixth or fifth episode to the Lord of the Rings show. I yeah, prob- Rings of Power. I probably like that show more, if I'm being honest. Which really, I don't. Know. I mean, it's, they're, it's, very, they're, close. they're very, they're very. Yeah, I would. I think it's a great comparison because mm-hmm. you have certain episodes that are like better mm-hmm. and more entertaining, but a lot of it is just like not super well directed, and some characters work really well. Like in the Lord yeah. of the Rings show, you have Elrond and the the one. Uh, dwarf guy who I'm forgetting yeah. his name. I remember that character. And that whole storyline is great. And then in this, you have Balin and Shin, and that stuff is really interesting. Ahsoka's a great character, really good performance by Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. Thrawn's really compelling. It's just like, the it's less than the sum of its parts. Yeah. I, it, and you have Hayden Christensen coming back. It, I could just be looking back on that show much more fonder than I was when I first watched it, because I remember really not You didn't even it. want to review it. <laughs> I know. I it, I did finish it. And we did. It. We I, took a break. We did. I, I do think it got better by the end, but... I think at the very least with that show, since it's its own thing, you have to set up each character. So each character, it, it doesn't just feel like a continuation that you missed of those characters. Yeah. It is like they are actual 
good or bad, they are actual good or actually characters. So I don't know. I, and it looked pretty good. Yeah. I think that show looked probably better than this one. I agree. Yeah. Not that this looks bad. No. I think this show actually looks better than a lot of other stuff that's been in the volume. Yeah. Um, I agree. Outside of some of those CGI explosions we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Just like once you can, comp- like they don't necessarily look bad if you're not thinking about them, but then you compare them to like a, a movie with actual explosions in it. And it's just like that. That doesn't look real. Music, it doesn't feel real. The music was pretty good this episode. Yeah, it's very John Williams-y good. this this episode especially. But it, it's the pretty music good. has been good. Yeah, the music has been good for this series, and I I think that's one of its strengths. Um, there's sounds like there's a season two. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, till then, uh, I would say they are finding the footing of, for the characters, but. Dave Filoni's been writing these characters for a long time now, so yeah, I don't know. That's where I'm at. Uh, do you would you want to give a rating to the season, Holden, or um, now that it's complete? Yeah, I'll I'll give it like a five and a half, probably. Yeah. Right. Very middle of the road for me. Well, that's our first show that we're talking about today. We're gonna dive into Gen V next. Gen V, let's do it. All right, Gen V, episode four, called The Whole Truth. The Whole Truth. Great title. That's, oh, that's good. That's a good double that's entendre good. as well. Um, This episode was really good, I thought. Holden, this show has been solid. Yeah, it has solid been. so far. This, I, th- I'm not sure. This might be my favorite episode so far. A lot happens. Yeah. Um, which is always good. There's not, there's not a lot of downtime in this episode, but... There's also a lot of character building too, which is also good. Um, let's see. You got the you got the show up. Where do, where does yeah. it start? Well, we so we kind of k- kick it off with um, their meeting out in the the cornfields oh, or yeah. whatever. But we, a lot of this episode's about Sam and Emma. So Sam is Luke's brother who escapes um, from the woods, and then Emma, who is uh, Marie's roommate. Yeah, uh, the little. Little cricket. Cricket. I was like, little Kermit. That's not <laughs> it. Um, little cricket. A lot of their relationship developing, we get more of a sense of what's going on in Sam's head mm-hmm. um, and kind of, you know, the torment that he's under. So it's just kind of briefly introducing us to them. But then uh, then we get quickly <laughs> introduced to the standout character of this Tech episode. Knight. Yes. Tech Knight. Um, obviously inspired by like unsolved mysteries and whatnot. Just great, great side character I who only gets better as the episode goes on. Mm-hmm. Just a fantastic The Boys parody of, <laughs> of something. Yeah, he's he's great. I mean, I'm I'm not sure how much more. He seems like he's mostly one off for this episode. I'll see if he comes back at all. But um, I think he's wanting to be like a recurring little bit character as we go through, kind of like that for like the news anchors and whatnot. Yeah, but. It's a very good performance, but he is, his power is really cool, um, honestly, uh, in terms of this universe, because he's this like celebrity detective guy, and his whole thing is that he's very perceptive. He's like yeah. the most perceptive individual in the world. A la Sherlock Holmes, Robert Downey Jr. version, where it's like slow motion. That's true. Zoom yeah. in. <laughs> oh, this and this. And he's like thinking. You've got, you've got some sweat on your brow kind of thing. And your, your Ace heart, Ventura style. Yeah. <laughs> your heart rate has, has elevated slightly. 
Um, and it's a very cool power because, I mean, it is like they make it clear and it kind of feeds into um, what these like the school and everything, how, you know, there are a lot mm-hmm. of people with powers, but not all of them really get to be like actual heroes. Some of them become celebrities. And yeah, like this power, it doesn't really lend itself necessarily to day to day crime fighting. So this is what he uses it for. And it's just very cool. And he's also just very narcissistic and hilarious. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> very, very funny. Um, the great performance by Derek Wilson mm-hmm. um, as, as tech Knight. Okay. Um, I just, like, I'm going to look it up real quick. Is he, I, I, he might be related to Owen and Luke Wilson. He kind of looks like at least Luke Wilson. Okay, go for so it. I'm going to go look it up, but say what you want to say. Um, so he comes and he basically blackmails. Um, what's her face? The Dean. Forget the character's name. Dean. Uh, Dean Shetty. Okay, never mind. I'm wrong. It's <laughs> just in that one shot you had up. Put, mark it in the time codes. Holden was wrong. It's the first <laughs> time it's ever happened. Um, but Dean Shetty, he's basically like, you're right. I, I got to leave the top five alone. You are, I'm going after you. Maybe that, is that later on in the episode actually when he does that? Or is she like saying, leave the top five alone? Now? Uh, she says, leave the top five alone okay. like at the beginning. At the beginning. Okay. Um, later on in the episode, we get uh, Marie's trying to figure out where Emma is. So she goes mm-hmm. to that one psychic guy. Yeah. Um, clairvoyant or whatever he mm-hmm. and he's like oh yeah i can figure all this stuff and he's like kind of like traps her and he's gonna like assault her it seems yeah it's it's kind of unclear what his intentions are but not, doesn't not, seem not, to be good doesn't seem to be good um and doesn't end up very well for him it doesn't and a very i mean you, you always think the boys goes as far as it can go and it finds ways to go farther yeah it's very funny uh makes his makes his johnson explode yeah <laughs> which is it's 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 not only funny because of the visual which is which is great but also it's interesting because like we were i think we were talking we about were, yeah speculating can marie manipulate blood inside the human body yeah which she seems surprised that she did that so i'm guessing that was like kind of a, a panic you know um, fight or flight thing that she ne- doesn't necessarily have control over, but she has the ability to seems mm-hmm. in some capacity. So that guy is in, Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <Owie. laughs> Yikes. Um, so that was, a, it seemed to be that existed to establish that mm-hmm. uh, part of the, her powers that she can indeed manipulate uh, blood within the human body to make you explode yeah a la scales mermaids are real <laughs> which again look up the ending of scales mermaids are real on That's youtube so funny uh which is basically a disney channel movie with that ending mm-hmm. incredible incredible please check it out do yourself the favor uh but uh one of the scenes i think which is a really st- a real strength is the class interrogation scene uh where she's going to the class um well we do have oh, yeah, andre we- blown up on the like the interviews or whatever. And he's like, we'll save it in the edit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, he interviews a bunch of the classmates. I think he or- interviews Jordan and, um, the, the touch one. I can't remember that. Is that, uh, the, the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. What are, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name <laughs> off the top of my head either. Uh, she's Kate. Kate. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So he's interviewing them and you know, he's, he's kind of making them all uncomfortable, clearly reading into everything because of his powers and everything. And yeah. And then Andre blows up and gets angry and rightfully so tech Knight's kind of a 
piece of work. He's a piece of work to put it <laughs> nicely. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we get the the scene in. I mean, we get a little bit more development with Emma. Sam kind of get like the voices in his head. Um, I think we're gonna get some puppet shenanigans pretty soon. I'm excited for that. He seems to be yelling at TV's Jason Ritter, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Yeah. But yeah, the puppets. Um, based on the trailer, there seemed to be some fun puppet stuff. That yeah, he's. He, it's clearly. I don't know. It, it's probably ties into his power. I mean, almost certainly ties into his powers. But some sort of schizophrenia thing or similar type of mental illness. But I'm that. It, seems like that might manifest in some sort of power too so we'll see how that goes or or we might just like see this action sequence through his that could perception be. yeah true true either way very much looking forward to that now i do want to talk about the the standout scene where marie comes into her crime fighting class this is what i wanted i wanted to talk about in the scene i mentioned to you beforehand that there is a there is a part that like i did not i was like what is this why is why did they linger on this shot but there's a part when tech knight first walks into this classroom and he's holding this like tape dispenser and he's like, he's like going around the hole in the center of it. He's like <laughs> playing with it. Oh, I saw him like, I thought he had something. I thought he like did something with a donut earlier on, but maybe that's what I saw. And I, I thought the same thing. Like what's going on with this? Yeah. Maybe there was a donut thing too. I just noticed that going through the second time, since obviously what we learned later, there's just foreshadows. Probably but, got it. but, um, really, that twisted it is it's really so funny, funny. that he's got a brain tumor which some for some reason forces him to have this fetish yeah for, for holes. just holes in general any hole any hole literally any, any hole. like very there's, funny there's montage. montage at the end it's very good and okay is is his show called the whole truth it's called the whole truth okay. which is he gets distracted at the end <laughs> the whole truth um, but this whole sequence, whole sequence is really funny. Yeah. There's the tape dispenser. He's yeah, just finagling it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just funny. He's walking by the tree at the end. Yeah. <laughs> sees that. <laughs> I'm going to need a few minutes alone, please. <laughs> um, just really funny. It's very good. Um, and he's been caught on camera too. So yeah. And I love how that's how the, how Dean Shetty gets back at him. Yeah, like very good. He's like, God dang it. Well, because I was like, how are they like this guy is clearly like in in this situation, he is has the advantage in like yeah. every way. He's very like his power is very, very useful here and everything. How are they going to get out of it? And well, something quite embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this the scene with Maria Moreau where she admits that it was Jordan mm-hmm. um, who did it. Yeah. And he's like, well, there's an interrogation and just how, like, like you said, like he, the perception, how it zoomed in really seamless that, mm-hmm. that the visual effects on that, I like, didn't even notice how well it was done. Cause I was so engrossed in the scene now reflecting. It's like, wow, that was just like, just the zoom enhance the CGI looked really good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, it it felt it reminded me very much of those Sherlock Holmes movies with, uh, Robert Downey Jr. It's a good comparison. I didn't think of that. Um, but- but yeah, no, I, I love a good interrogation scene. Um, the pupils dilating and the heartbeat raising and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it definitely felt like, oh, how is Marie going to squiggle her way out of this one? Yeah. She can't just, you know, placate everyone in the room like she's been doing on these television interviews. 
So, um, yeah, no, I, I thought that scene was very strong. You can definitely see Dean Shetty also just like sweating bullets. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I put all my chick, my eggs in this one basket and she, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so really Dean Shetty, even though her intentions seem to be very nefarious, um, they also, they align with Marie's here that, yeah. uh, she's kind of got her back for nefarious reasons, but she kind of bails her out by, uh, Figuring, finding out about um, <laughs> about Tech Knight's whole obsession, <laughs> whole obsession, um, <laughs> the whole truth. Which again, that that montage was very very funny. And I guess we, we forgot to mention the, the Tech Knight's like motivation is he's just, he just wants to frame the university. It like wants to frame someone at the university to like essentially for better ratings. He's like you know this yeah. gets you know if we have a conclusion for this, it gets better ratings. People really like it. It makes Vought happy. So I'm just going to pin it on someone. Yeah. The, and the sh- and basically Dean Shetty's like, don't do the top five. And he's mm-hmm. like, fine, then I'll get you. Yeah. Um, but he also, she also, Dean Shetty, has the stake in uh, Marie Moreau. So making, yeah. her, making her look bad is not something that Dean Shetty wants to happen. Yeah. Um, Jordan and Marie have a thing. They do. That was uh, kind of like a lot of like tension. Yeah. And then there's the release of tension. But then all of a sudden, Emma comes back. Yeah. To break that up. So I was like, oh, wow. I thought it was interesting that Jordan turned into a guy for those scenes. Mm-hmm. For that first scene, anyway. I wonder if they'll explore that more. Yeah. The sexuality and everything. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But I think they're, 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 they've got good chemistry. It's, I honestly wasn't really expecting it. I don't know why it wasn't, but it's like, an enemies to, enemies to love i was honestly maybe i was just expecting enemies to friends Mm -hmm. if anything but yeah there well maybe it still is maybe it is yeah Yeah. maybe it's complicated don't need to put labels on it it's complicated right now um one of the things i was wondering was emma vomits to get small can she eat a lot to get really big (laughs) and that question is answered because um (laughs) sam goes after that one doctor and uh and they get to the house, and Sam is just wasting people. Just totally takes out Andre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan puts up a fight because yeah. Jordan should be number one. Yeah. Um. But then uh, Emma's the one who just <laughs> stuffs spaghetti into her face <laughs> to come really big. And I think the effect—it's wonky, but it works. Yeah. It, it, she it is just silly, grabs him, just holds him down. <laughs> it uh that. That whole fight is honestly pretty good. It's very fun. Everyone gets to use their mm-hmm. powers. Um, we clearly see that Sam is just way stronger in a lot of different ways. Um, but yeah, culminating with Emma growing big, hilarious. Very good. Yeah. And, and it makes sense. So now we, she's she's just Ant-Man. Okay. The, so yeah, we have all that. And then this episode just ends it just yeah hard cuts very abruptly so i gotta even go back to remember exactly what happens it's like here. a mid midline or it's something. like yeah no like so marie says let me put up the captions here as i'm repeating this just because she's hey we're will we're, okay sorry so emma's speaking now and then they're so they're consoling sam sam she says like we're gonna make this right I promise. And then she's like, we'll, and then she just wakes up next to Jordan. Right. Yeah. And then like, what the heck just happened? And then it all of a sudden cuts to <laughs> tech night, um, having fun with the, and the hand dryer. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the episode ends and it's like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> I am. I was so c- confused. Yeah. And I wonder, I'm wondering if it has something to, I mean, so they do have like the hard cut earlier in the episode where it's the clairvoyant guy. Oh, so is it tied I, yeah, to that somehow? That. And and she's kind of like, what's going on here? I have no idea. I that could no be, idea. yeah, connected. Yeah, maybe the clairvoyant guy is being used or by the school or something or Vought or whatever. I don't know. It's it's interesting, though. It certainly sets up a very interesting next episode. I kind of like that it ends so abruptly. It's just like out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like if the next episode was up, it's like you got to watch it now. Yeah. You have no like, like, <laughs> what just happened. Like, I can't stop right there. I, I need to know. Like, I need to have some closure. They need to have like a trailer. I don't know. Did they have a trailer for the next? They episode? did. I, yeah. I didn't watch I it. I did watch it. And it seems yeah. like it's going to focus a lot on them figuring out what happened. OK, but. Um, because yeah, I try not to watch the previews for the next one just cause I like to go in completely blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fun episode. The show has been very entertaining. It's got the immaturity and maturity and just absurd violence all thrown Everyone into one. Like something with the boys. Um, so yeah, it's just, it, it's every bit as entertaining and the boys Ask as the boys is so yeah, far. I would it's, say it's, it's really a solid. very worthwhile spinoff mm-hmm. uh, continuing on. So we'll see um, how how it can keep rolling. How many episodes have we got here? Eight episodes. Eight episodes. We're halfway so through. Halfway done already. Um, Gen Boy got nothing. Gen Boy. Gen V got nothing bad to say about it so far. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say, Holden? I don't think so. No, I'm, I'm really liking it. So. All right. Stay tuned for our episode five review next week. But speaking of episodes that we need to review, Holden, Loki Season 2 just started. Let's talk spoiler-filled discussion, recapping that first episode. All right. First episode of Loki Season 2 premiered on Disney+. Plus. Um, apparently big hit for the streamer. It's like the second most watched premiere, at least in terms of like how fast it's viewed or whatever. So behind Mandalorian season three, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, we both quite liked the first season of Loki. Um, I rewatched it and I'll probably talk about the rewatch some, um, as we talk about this episode, but I really liked it the second time too. So, um, what do you think of this first episode, Jimmy? Yeah, I think this is a solid return to the world of Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just reminds me of that this is the fun original content that's unique enough to stand uh, mm-hmm. to be to warrant existing in a world where we see a lot of formulaic stuff coming out of the superhero genre. This is different, very it's different, original. Yeah. It's fun. The characters are interesting. The chemistry is great. It's well written. It's well directed, and the the score continues to be just. Oh, the awesome. score is so good. It's <laughs> like a rem- It's a reminder great. of how great the score is. Honestly, mm-hmm. this first episode was uh, adding Ki Hui Kwan to the mix. Uh, he was a delight. Very, yeah, very much so. <laughs> in this episode, I think the show looks good mm-hmm. um, as well. I, um, I think Lo- Loki seems to be a lot of physical sets 
At, at least that's what it looks like to me. I, it could still be a mix of the volume and everything, but it looks, it, everything feels very real in it. It's so. got, yeah, such a unique art direction to it mm. or just a cool art direction anyway um, that I just, yeah, I, I thought this was a lot of fun to return to this. I just was reminded of how great the chemistry is yeah. between uh, Loki, Loki and Amob. Mobius. Mobius. Not Morbius. <laughs> Mobius. Uh, they're great. Lots of great lines. Oh, Owen Wilson's so good. Throughout in this. this. Uh, the the part <laughs> where they are arguing and they cut over to the like random lady in the elevator. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you think? <laughs> Just standing there. That was a, a really good visual gag. Uh, I was, I didn't, I was watching this on the elliptical, so I didn't have, I couldn't take notes while I was watching it, but. Um, sure. Yeah, no, I, I just thought there was a lot of fun stuff to be had here. I liked the scene where you are kind of intercutting between the time of when they first meet um, Ouroboros. This is Ouroboros, yeah. yeah. I'm on season one, episode one here. There we go. <laughs> Ouroboros, uh, OB. Also the name of the episode, apparently. Yep. Ouroboros. And uh, how that's kind of going through time and like, oh, yeah, no, wait, I actually do have this thing now that you mention it as he's like remembering. That, that scene is so good. That's my favorite. That's the best scene of the episode. It's one of my favorite scenes of the whole series. It's just hilarious. Kehui Kwan is so good. It's edited very well. It's very seamless. Very, very witty, too. I think like just the the dialogue and, and everyone's performance there. It's so funny. Um. One, what I will say, and I don't know, it, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just, it, it, it's very clearly a different creative team after just watching the first Loki oh, season. Really? And it is, it's, uh, the first season was all directed, I think by one person and I can't remember what her name was. Um, but, and it was also, I think all written by a different person. Michael Waldron did the writing for it. I think he wrote multiverse of madness too um but yeah and then now it's different writer different director it does mm. feel different um but it's i don't think it's like worse so far it's just like it was a bit jarring coming from that really enjoying it coming in here and i thought like the beginning of the episode was like paced a little bit weirdly especially compared to the other episodes i was like this does feel a bit different but and i don't think it's necessarily worse or anything it is just it's not as consistent, I think, going from season one to season two. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, I thought there was a, a lot of funny moments in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Mobius and <laughs> Loki talking about how painful it looks like whenever Loki phases it yeah. at the time. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it doesn't look that bad. No, it does. Like, it looks terrible. <laughs> um, but I, I just, I think Owen Wilson is just great in mm-hmm. this role. I think he just knocks it out of the park. Tom Hiddleston's great too. Tom Hiddleston's He's always great been too. great in this role. Um, and things that could be cringy or not funny are are not. They land really well because of the chemistry that those two have on screen. Yeah. So good on them. I uh, brings a lot of enjoyment for me to this. And I just thought the plot was interesting too. Here we have there's again lots of mystery. A lot where, of there's where a lot Sil- of things new things set up in this episode. Yeah. Where is Sylvie? Where is what Sylvie? happened? Loki seems to be like. Probably shouldn't have killed him. We should preserve the sacred timeline. That's what mm-hmm. he's kind of saying, or he's trying to stop and think through it when Sylvie wants to kill uh, the he who remains. Mm-hmm. Um, so he seems kind of definitively on the side of oh, we effed it up. Yeah, we need to go back and and fix this. He's, yeah, he's he, he's like 
terrified of of he who remains in the king variants and everything he's he seems to be very shaken by that he's like he spends most of the episode just like warning everyone about it like this guy we do not want to mess like he's all knowing like he's and he's very dangerous we do not want to mess with him Mm -hmm. and yeah no one really seems to quite believe him just because it's like i don't know you're a loki but (laughs) yeah um, but yeah, no, the, the, a lot of fun stuff. Again, I, it kind of culminates in that kind of sequence where Loki, in order to kind of quit phasing in and out of time, he's got to prune himself mm-hmm. in the other time period, it seems like. And yeah. they have to, like, that one thing where it's like the, I forget what it was called. Yeah, the huge some machine. I don't know if they, uh, they temporal aura uh, extractor and the temporal loom the temporal that's loom, what, that's what i think is. is what it was and yeah and because the idea with that is that it it's supposed to take all of this time all these timelines and then turn them into the sacred timeline essentially but now that that's like fractured there's a lot more going through it, a lot more being created and it's not being able to handle it yeah so which makes sense with the logic in the show so but yeah i have to has to prune himself um, he sees Sylvie in the other time, like yeah. briefly. Well, she's uh, the one who prunes him, right? Is she? She's there. Does she hand him the pruning stick? That was the. I thought she just like. I I thought it was unclear. I guess I. It was unclear. Yeah, because she I like think comes she out was of there the elevator. To assist him. Okay, she comes. She like comes out of the elevator, and then he immediately gets pruned. It doesn't show her getting him. I took it as he got pruned from behind and we didn't see who did it, but it could be that she did it. I don't, I can't remember. Oh yeah. It, I it, don't. it was unclear what, like where it was coming from. Cause it, I don't think we it even, like saw, but yeah, it was a nice moment with Mobius being like, I don't want, I don't want to leave Loki out here. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> like that guy. He's a nice guy. Wow. <laughs> he sure is my buddy now. And it was like, this is pretty neat. You it, know, the TBA, <laughs> <laughs> it was like incredibly stressful to him, him wandering out there and it, it, like the suit is so slow. It's just like this. He's just like a big tank. He's Man, like, how am I supposed to get anywhere in this thing? <laughs> Loki, you can't time phase at the TVA. That's, I can't do that. That's impossible. I, oh, that, that remind, I keep thinking of the, the line, um, Ouroboros or he's like, oh yeah, I'm reconciling with that. Yeah, I'm the, <laughs> trying to reconcile with that. I have a hard time reconciling that. Yeah, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Yet here I am. I just did it. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time reconciling that. <laughs> just the matter of fact tone. Like the first visitor in four hundred years. It's it's very relatable too because it's like Moby's is like, oh, I should know your name. Yeah, that whole and, conversation yeah. calls him Ob, and then like Loki goes to the past and calls him Ob, and he's like, oh, no one's called me that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very funny i, I like it i yeah. like it um <laughs> but yeah you get the whole time crunch and then he comes back and and everybody saves the day and that's kind of you could see that coming but you know a nice little moment mm-hmm. for the bromance yeah of of mobius and loki uh but yeah sylvie you have that other group uh so you have that kind of the tba war room mm-hmm. where um had to you know draw the triangle hold yeah. for your reference not talking about this not talking about this talking about this except i'm talking about this there we go all right that was a spongebob reference that, that was i was doing good. with my fingers for Everyone the audio listeners. yeah the mrs P- mr krabs dates mrs puff look it up funny That's episode. Right. um anywho holden there's some fracture in the tva it seems like we yeah. have a rebellious faction that's maybe uh got a little inside information on kang maybe mm-hmm. a little 
promotion or uh, kind of power. Uh, yeah. Maybe brokering a deal under the table with uh, the, the Kang variants um, to have more authority within the TVA. Who knows what they're up to, but they're, they're going after Sylvie. They're yeah. trying to find Sylvie um, because she seems to be like a, a big threat. There was also a small thing earlier in the episode um, when uh, Loki is in the past. He like hears a recording mm-hmm. recorded by He Who Remains and Renslayer, who's the judge from the previous season, was mm-hmm. also on it. And it, it seemed I, I didn't quite understand what was going on in the recording. It seemed to maybe be going from what I understand in the comics. Renslayer is like Kang's love interest. So kind of what some of what was oh, being yeah, said right. in that was kind of hinting towards that. So that might be a direction they're going. I'm pretty sure she is coming back, that character. So, um, yeah, we'll see what, what comes of that. There's the one lady who's at the war room. I'm trying to look up the cast. She's not on here. I'm tr- is Loki she season two? Cast. Yeah. Is she the... Is she Liza Aaron from Game of Thrones? I was thinking that. the uh, Who is the... Robin Aaron's the little annoying kid in the yeah. veil. And she's the mom. And and she's got the thing with Littlefinger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I thought it was her. She's using like yeah, a, it her... It okay, is. it is. Kate, Kate, Kate Dickey. Kate Dickey. She's definitely using her like... A, where she's she? also the mom Scottish in the witch. Scottish accent. She's the mom in the witch, oh. too. Sure. Forgot that. I watched that before I watched Game of Thrones, I think. Okay. So that would explain why. No, I watched that. I don't know. Afterwards. <laughs> She's got a thick Scottish accent in this. Yes. Um, so that kind of explains uh why it would be hard to recognize her. But uh she seems to be in kind of in charge of this kind of whole operation to undermine mm-hmm. Loki and Mobius's efforts. So we'll see how that plays out. She'll seems like she's gonna be an antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like the the a lot of the fracturing is reflective of even the fracturing we were starting to see at the end of the first season where there's people that are like, well, even if, you know, the timekeepers aren't real, you know, maybe we should keep doing it because it was, you know, the sacred timeline was being done for a good reason. And then there's the skeptics and all of that. It makes sense that mm-hmm. like it without like clear leadership now, it's just kind of all going to heck. Going to heck, yeah. Going to heck. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, in lost season two, there's these, like this, the guy that has to like punch in these numbers into the computer four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three forty two. 23, 42. If you're a lost fan, you know, these, okay. all right. <laughs> and the whole thing is like, they're supposed to do it. I can't remember how, how, how often, but it's like every very frequent. It's like every, so many times a day. And if they don't like something bad's going to happen mm. and they're just told this and it's like, is something actually bad going to happen if you stop doing it yeah, or yeah. not. And it's kind of like, well, you know, do you take that risk or not? It's a pretty uh, compelling question whether they should do it or not. But it kind of reminds me of that. Like, do we do this thing that we're not sure if it's like actually a good thing or necessary? Yeah. Or, you know, it's kind of interrupting a lot of other things or should we not? Also interesting to be like, hey, we were kidnapped out of our lives. Yeah. And put here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the good lines was, I have no memory of my memory being wiped. Yeah, yeah that was pretty good. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> Man. Uh, Wilson's just so good yeah, in he's this got a, show. Yeah, he's got a few good lines in this episode already. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, we're going to go to time and stuff, go through time, and 
and jump around to all these things. Uh, mm-hmm. Episode kind of ends with uh, Sylvie going to McDonald's mm-hmm. in Oklahoma in the 1980s. Um, I'll have one of. I want to try everything. I yeah, it's. I, it, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. McDonald's had their whole thing <laughs> sponsorship thing. Yeah, which we'll see how egregious that is uh, beyond this. But um, yeah, it's, I, I got I gained the impression that, that she's just like maybe might just look at to settle down there or something after causing all this. She's like ready to just kind of hang out for a bit. So makes sense. She's been running her whole life. So get some nuggies. Yeah, get some. They're new chicken McNuggets or whatever they said. Oh no, I'm in seventies. I'm in whatever. The, I'm in the Ahsoka variant or eighties or Ahsoka timeline. Here's Thrawn. <laughs> Thrawn's a Kang variant. I really, I hope that happens at some point in this series. We we get a flash in well, the Star I mean, Wars. Universe. We are destined for a Marvel movie that the twist at the end is it takes place in an alternate oh, timeline, like that's or a universe or whatever. To, Oh yeah, probably. like not the main one. Like probably. that's we're destined for that. I cannot believe it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, honestly. And when it does, here it is. Yeah. We well, you heard it. it here first. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen in the Marvels. There we go. No, <laughs> I don't think the Marvels, but something else. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about the first episode, Holden? I think it was a really solid start. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, we got six episodes again this season. Loki season one is probably my favorite Marvel TV thing they've done on Disney plus. Oh, hundred percent for me. Um, I guess what do I like second WandaVision? WandaVision? I don't even, I don't even know That'd what else would be my second. It's not Falcon and no, it's the winter that. soldier, whatever. Uh, certainly not that I like to miss Marvel, but eh, I haven't I, seen that I think one. I like I WandaVision more. Yeah. Not Hawkeye. Olden? Not Hawkeye. <laughs> Boy. I like uh, She-Hulk enough. But. Yeah. All right. So there we go. Episode two review reactions coming at you next week. Otherwise, hold on. Let's dive to our fight. Whoa. What happened with my voice there? I don't know. little kind of voice crack thing, but kind of not. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> Future Jimmy. Hold on. What are you talking about? Voice cracks thing. I hold on. They didn't have any voice cracks in there. No. On to our final <laughs> segment, which will be, of course, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Jimmy. Uh, this week, I um, edited the sacred timeline of this podcast to make you look like a fool, oh, Holden. No, Jimmy. I am the one who remains. I am the one who edits. He who edits. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so we should like... At the start of every episode, have like little names come up here, and yours just just he who edits, he who Mine's edits, he who freeloads, <laughs> <laughs> he who mooches, he who mooches. I'm gonna make you look silly in all the thumbnails from here on out. That's good. That's yeah. good. You'll be picking I would expect your nose. nothing else. Yeah. There we go. Now it's on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> just says Loki episode one, season two, episode one review, and it's just a picture of you picking your nose. That'll get some clicks. Um. But this week, Jimmy, um, I did finish Loki, watched it all, um, really liked it the second time, as I mentioned. I was a little before. worried it wouldn't hold up, so yeah, that's good to hear. There are some things I, I think I liked more than what I remembered the first time, maybe some stuff I didn't like quite as much. Um, like, I remember the first time, I don't remember if I if we disliked this or not, I the whole thing where, like, they have to essentially get Loki's character development back in like a scene. They they like show him everything that happens in the MCU. Oh, that's right. 
I remember thinking that was like, I don't know how better you could do that. Honestly, second time, I think it worked better for me um, because it kind of felt like prior to watching it, he was already like in in the episode. He had been kind of growing. I don't know. It it worked better for me, I guess. Um, Anyway, still Mephisto. Is it going to be Mephisto? Is it going to be Mephisto? (laughs) Maybe it will be this season. Maybe it will. We need to start that speculation now. Um, But yeah, I watched that. Um, I've watched several like random movies. I watched Monster House this week. <laughs> I've seen that once. Yeah. 15 I, years ago. I loved it as a kid. Watched <laughs> that this week. Um, kind of holds up in just how funny it is. Kind of ironically. Um, I watched Hotel Transylvania. How was that? That's fine. A lot of spooky movies. Very, for yeah. It's Halloween or Halloween time about. So yeah. Um, I also um, watched, I went to, shout out to Blake, listener of the podcast, went to- Your cat? Yeah, my my cat, Blake. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I went to the State Theater and uh, watched Sunshine. Oh, that's right. Um, which was uh, showing for, I think, early birthday, if I, if I recall correctly. Um, it was very good. I, I remember Sunshine uh, watching it in high school and- I think I appreciated it more than I enjoyed it. Um, very stacked cast. I kind of forgot who all was in it. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy yeah. is like the main one. Chris Evans. That's um, right. Michelle Yeoh. Um, oh, I don't remember Michelle Yeoh being in it. Uh, the the guy who plays Wong, isn't it? Isn't his name Wong? Yeah. Oh, Benedict, Benedict Wong, Wong, right? Wong, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, just a lot of I, pretty much everyone like on the crew was like someone like pretty famous. So I was like, oh, interesting. Now, who's um, that? That's Alex Garland wrote that movie. Alex right? Garland wrote it. Danny Boyle. Danny directed. Boyle. Okay. Um, and it's it it's pretty good. Um, I mean, seeing it on the big screen was very fun because visually it holds up pretty well. I think. Um, it's. I forgot how it is. Just like a constantly tension filled movie. That like like everything is going wrong at every possible moment. Well, in that movie. there's just like a crazy little side adventure at the like or like yeah. a crazy like complete shift in genre like there is towards the end of yeah. the movie right where it's like yeah. oh, wow this is a completely different thing than i was just watching it is and the 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 shift at the end i like i there's certain parts about it i may not quite enjoy which if you've seen the movie the way they film certain things at the end is kind of annoying i get what they were going for but I don't think it really works from like, at least from my perspective, just watching it. Um, but overall, it's it's a very good movie. So if you have to rewatch it. it, I've seen it once in high school. Yeah. So hey, watch it. Watch it on a big screen if you can. Jimmy's got a big screen right over here. Yeah, so. I got a big one there right over there. Right yeah. over there. Right over there. Right over there. Now the thumbnail will be me punching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you, uh, Blake for inviting me to that. That was, that was a lot of fun. Meow. G- Jimmy was invited too, but he, uh, couldn't go. I couldn't go. I couldn't make Unfortunately. it. Unfortunately. No. Um, but other than that, I have been playing Alan Wake remastered, uh, pretty good. I mean, it is, it is literally just the game with a little bit better graphics. I was, I don't know really what I expected cause it's called remaster, but I was like, all right, it just, it looks a little better. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good though. Um, I think it. I I'm remembering. I think the second half is a lot stronger than the first. The first is a lot of wandering through the woods. There's a lot of just woods. And a lot of the environments <laughs> look very similar in the first half. Gets more interesting in the second half. 
still very fun. Um, very excited for the sequel. So, um, but other than that, Jimmy, what have you, what have you been up to? Not much other than, uh, watching the Minnesota twins, hold them, nice. making their first, they won their first playoff game mm-hmm. in my fandom. Holden, I wept tears of joy. It was pretty pathetic, honestly. <laughs> I was overcome with emotion. They won one game. It wasn't even the, the series yet. Wow. They ended up winning the series. Who'd they win against? The Toronto Blue Jays. The, excuse me, Toronto Blue Jays. You're not supposed to pronounce the second T. Toronto. No, Toronto. Toronto Is that really Blue Jays. what they, they, you're not supposed yeah. to do the second T? Toronto. The heck? Yeah, Toronto Blue Jays. I'm from Jays. Nebraska. We say Norfolk. For, yeah, so, Norfolk is Norfolk. You're from South Dakota. You say Pierre. Yeah, instead of Pierre. South so, Dakota. yeah, we're all a little If you want to speak the vernacular stupid. of the locals, <laughs> listen to this podcast. Um, uh, so that's been really exciting. They actually have a legitimate shot to make an actual run at the World Series, which is kind of cool. That's cool. But uh, an exciting and bound to end in disappointment. I'm going <laughs> to a, a game, the game tomorrow, actually, as of recording Whoa. this. So I'm lit, I'm taking a personal day from school. And, uh, wow. Yeah. So that's very exciting. It is exciting. Um, so hopefully I get this pod edited tonight yeah. <laughs> before I leave. Um, but yeah, I haven't had been doing that because of the doing, watching a bunch of stuff because of the, uh, the twins baseball team. Uh, my sister-in-law again, got married this weekend. So shout out to them. Also shout out to Donnie and Kate who asked me yesterday at the wedding when we were going to release our Loki season two episode one <laughs> review so shout out to you guys if you're still listening if you didn't just uh quit listening once you were yeah, done skip with that. To the loki part and if you didn't listen anymore disappointing, disappointing. No. but still but appreciate they, they won't know we're disappointed if they haven't listened to no this but we know david might and that's his cousin so okay and they're very close so <laughs> david i need you to ask donnie if you still listen to this point okay <laughs> yeah all we right need to know this. thank you all right it's critical information for the podcast otherwise uh, Emily and I have been watching more of the killing vote, which is they had like a little month long break in between mm. their sixth and seventh or seventh and eighth episode of the 12th. Um, and we're on the seventh episode. They're so they're 72 minutes long. So they're yeah. long. The seventh episode is so good so far. It's okay. like incredible. And, uh, you guys got to start watching this show. It's <laughs> like, it's, it only is getting better and better, and it's like this mystery. It's very entertaining. The characters are great. The it's like suspenseful and action filled, and um, I really have enjoyed it so far. And uh, people just need to check it out. Like I'm just, it'd be fun to talk about it with more people. The social commentary is interesting, and yeah, it's it's very cool. So if you're like, I liked Squid Game. It's based on a digital comic. Yeah, it's based on a, a comic. Uh, it's just this mystery of like, who is this person? There's so many twists and turns. It's wild. It's funny. It's intense. The characters, like I said, the two main like characters, uh, Kim Chan, who's like the lead detective um, of this thing, um, and uh, Kwon Sak Joo is like this guy named the professor. Both performances are just excellent. Uh, and how this unravels is very, very interesting so far. And it's only getting better. And uh, yeah, it's like a 12-episode miniseries. And if you want to catch up before it ends, you can still do that by starting now. Holden, you should get on it, man. Why not review a million episodes of TV? Yeah, we'll do, we'll do everything. Yes. Come on, <laughs> Holden. You can get on. 
Uh, and then uh, otherwise, that's all I got. I have not been able to finish Horizon Forbidden West yet. I'm hoping to find some time before Spider-Man comes <laughs> come out. On. Like, come on, Jimmy. In like 11 days or whatever. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's the uh, that's what I've been doing, Holden. Nice. All right. Uh, unfortunately, we did not see the creator yeah. uh, this week. I would still like to see it sometime. I don't know if it's something that we will just straight up review on the podcast. It may show up. So if you've seen it, it we might review it sometime soon. We obviously have The Exorcist mm-hmm. Believer next week. Is that the one that one? It called? came out this last week. Oh, but... it came out this last week, but we were going to push it to next week. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what we're We'll figure doing. out what we want to do. <laughs> we'll it do may something. be The Exorcist Believer. It may be the creator we will definitely be doing loki season two episode two the boy or gen the v. boys <laughs> gen v uh season one episode five um that is at least in the cards so at the very bare minimum that uh otherwise exorcist believer maybe yeah the creator maybe uh and there you go hold on take us on Yeah, Uh, if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on itunes or email us at tompodcast at gmail.com or donate to our patreon And that is it. Sweet. Until next time. Adios, pantalones. Love you.